0: Was a good friend of mine. I never this- Hello and welcome
1: to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me from her own home today, which is where we're all doing things these days, isn't it? Is my yes, co pilot, <laughs> Lil Barron. Lil, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear you're doing fabulous. That always makes <laughs> me feel happy.
2: Yes, yes. Fabulous. Fabulous.
1: The, you know, the, the <laughs> fact is, the reality is, as we look around us, it's very easy to find reasons to not be fabulous, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That's that's not hard to do. Uh, but today, I want to share a few ideas on how we can possibly get past that, hopefully. Um, I found an article written by Dr. Lisa Firestone on psychologytoday.com, and it's entitled The Healing Power of Gratitude, and oh. I just thought she had some great ideas on how we can oh. get through hard times.
2: Yes, I love that. Love, love, love it.
1: So here's the deal. Most of us are taught from uh, from kids from an early age on that we should say thank you for the things mm-hmm. that are given to us. I think that's just you know pretty common. Uh, Dr. Firestone says that gratitude is perhaps the most important key to finding success and happiness in the modern day, and that 's a pretty big statement if you, if you take a look around at everything that 's available to us, from you know consumerism to as she says gratitude there 's a big spectrum of things that are available to us. She says gratitude is the most important key to finding success that 's a, that's a bold statement, so uh, today I want to talk just a little bit about um, how we can maybe find a little more gratitude in each of our lives. And the fact is, Lil, that they found through various research studies that gratitude uh, can have some pretty significant impact on our daily lives and over on our overall health and wellness. For example, they have found that gratitude is associated with greater happiness, which makes sense. Absolutely. More optimism and positive mm-hmm. emotions. mm mm-hmm. New- new and lasting relationships, which I think also Mm -hmm. makes sense if we're being nice and grateful to those that are surrounding us. I have found and read a number of studies that gratitude is actually associated directly with better health. Uh, We have fewer aches and pains when we're expressing gratitude and living a a grateful life. There's more alertness and determination in our lives, increased generosity and empathy when we express Mm -hmm. gratitude. They've Mm -hmm. even found that gratitude is associated with better sleep. So there's a a lot of great things that go on in our lives. Yeah, I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. When, uh, When we express gratitude. And here's the great thing too, Lil, about gratitude and thankfulness. And that is that there are absolutely no... Adverse side effects, not a single one. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's only good. It's only good stuff. <laughs> so uh, I you wanted. You know, to, Kyle. Yeah, go go ahead.
2: I was all I was going to say is I totally believe in gratitude, and you know, thought this is just going to be horrible for me. And didn't get it, or see a difference in my well-being in, you know, that's why I can be fabulous today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's such an important thing. Gratitude. It is. There's, there's no question about it. Um, Dr. Firestone shares two, she, she shared a number of ways. I want to focus on two of the ways that we can each find and have more gratitude in our lives, given that it's so good for us. Is that okay? Perfect. So number one, she says, is that we need to challenge our critical inner voice. And um, what that Mm. basically means is that uh, she says we can start to feel more gratitude by quieting or removing those negative thoughts that we have in our heads that turn us against ourselves and the people that we know and love. She says the critical inner voice is a destructive thought process that hurts us in our daily lives. Uh, Generally, it shames us and warns us against others. So she says um, it's it's thoughts like, for example, today is going to be one of those days. It's all so stressful. I'm just going to keep my head down and uh, just try to make it through. Uh, Sometimes we have thoughts like, nothing's going to go right, everyone's just looking at me and only me to fix everything that ever goes wrong, and that's so stressful. She Mm -hmm. also says that sometimes that little inner voice that we have when we talk to ourselves can be deceptively soothing with messages like, just take care of yourself, which is a positive thought, but then it's followed up with, no one else will which is a Um, negative thought and that those kinds of thoughts can help bring us down and if we can eliminate or quiet those negative thoughts that we have in our heads it can help us have more gratitude she says if we listen to the critical inner voice we miss out on seeing the world around us through a more compassionate and realistic lens And we also fail to appreciate what is good in our lives and in ourselves and in others that are around us. So according to Dr. Firestone, she says step number one is to find more gratitude in our life by silencing that inner critic, which I think makes a lot of sense.
2: Oh, a huge amount of sense. Yeah, I know my inner critic is not very nice sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think we all might have a little bit of that every once in a while. So let me jump into number two really quickly. Uh, she, okay. says, she says that we just need to act grateful and be more accepting. And mm. she says, hey, that, that sounds obvious, and maybe it does sound obvious and simplistic, but the fact is that expressing more gratitude makes us feel more grateful. That's just the way that it works and it doesn't oh. have it doesn't have to be big things in our lives it's little things like taking a minute to call a friend and say thank you or doing something thoughtful or unexpected for a partner or family member a loved one that's around us that might make their day easier and just show that we appreciate him or her just those little things that we do every day and this is one thing little that, that she said that i found really interesting she said uh the that one of the um Things that we need to also make sure that we do is to not divert our eyes or slough off the warm response that we may receive. So when we're nice to someone and they say, thank you back to us, we should just (laughs) accept that and not be like, oh, no, no, don't don't worry about that. We should accept that because that allows them to continue that, that overarching upward spiral of the good benefits that come from being grateful as well, because you're expressing gratitude to them. They're expressing appreciation in return, and you can feed off of that if you'll just accept it and allow it to be a part of yeah. uh, that interaction. So uh, just a couple oh. of things, a couple of things to think about there. Um, one of the things she says is that we, uh, you know, just need to practice those easy and simple ways of being grateful, and it can make a big, big difference in our lives.
2: Absolutely. I love that.
1: Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, good thing. So (laughs) one of the other things uh, that I would say that we can be grateful for is our ability to get outside and enjoy nature. And today's guest is actually an expert at that. Yes, Dave, he is. He, yeah, Dave <laughs> Nelson is a hiker. He says he began hiking at an early age. In fact, at the age of two, when he would sneak out of his house and walk down to the corner market all by himself, <laughs> he uh, he hiked the Grand Canyon at age twelve. His favorite hikes include the Camino de Santiago. The John Muir Trail, Mount Whitney, Grand Canyon. He's done some great things. Uh, he has not limited himself to hiking in the United States. His love of hiking is taking him to France, Spain, Italy, Switzerland, Germany, Japan, and Canada. Dave, thank you for joining us today.
0: We're getting you ready for some bigger hikes. Yes,
1: we are. Yes, we are.
0: Yeah, we're, we're getting you ready. Yeah. And then, when was it? In uh, When I turned 75, we're going to do the Camino de Santiago together?
2: Yes, we are, and um, I'll be old then, too, so that'll be crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but, ah, did I just say I'd do that on, on the radio? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Last time I talked to you, you said that was just fine with you.
2: You know what? It actually is. I You had me watch the movie The Way, and dang, if I didn't fall in love with that beautiful scenery, the beautiful idea of just being on that walk. So, you know, Dave, just tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about your experience with it, because I know you did it. How many miles,
0: all of that. Yeah, we did. There were 17 of us, and most of us from St. George that uh, went on the uh, Camino de Santiago, which is a, it's a famous pilgrimage that they've been doing for about a thousand years. It's a Catholic pilgrimage that goes from, used to go from wherever anybody lived because it was the middle ages and there wasn't, there weren't too many airlines then. And uh, so they actually had to walk from their front door to a town called Santiago, which is in Spain. And it's the, uh, burial site of St. James, who was one of the uh, apostles. So, and it actually became the third most important pilgrimage in the Middle Ages, where the the first one was, of course, to uh, Israel, and then the second one was to Rome, and then the third one was to Santiago. So, and and right now, go ahead. How, How many miles is it? It's uh, 500 miles is what has been designated now, because it, it designated a, a certain area, and it goes from uh, St. James Peterport in France, which is right at the foot of the Pyrenees Mountains, and then it goes to Santiago, Spain, which is actually on the uh, northwestern coast of, of Spain. Oh, Wow. So, Dave, I'm
1: I'm curious how you heard about this hike and what prompted you to say, "Yeah, I want to walk 500 miles across the Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish mountainside."
0: <laughs> well, it's the the thing for me has always been hiking and walking. Like like you said, I started when I was about two years old because my mom was a single mom and she would work late at night. I would get up in the morning and. By the time I was two, I figured out how to unlock the door and me and the dog (laughs) would walk up to the neighborhood store, the butcher, and and it was a little tiny Italian neighborhood which they called the hill. And so the butcher would call up mom and say, uh, Dave's up here, can you come up and get him? I'm tired (laughs) of feeding the dog. So it actually started at a pretty early age. But, uh, But what I wanted to do, one of my things, one of my bucket lists was to hike across the Pyrenees Mountains from coast to coast. And so I was on a hike with a group of people, and I was talking about doing it across the Pyrenees, and a lady from Spain comes up to me, and she goes, have you ever heard of the Camino de Santiago? I don't no, why would I want that one? She said, look it up, just try it out, see what it is. And so I got home, got on the internet, and looked it up. This is probably about, uh, about 2012, I started looking at that one. And it looked pretty interesting. And they had a show on it. I don't know if you've ever watched any of Rick Steves' shows. He's the travel person. Mm-mm.
1: I haven't seen his series.
0: He's always on PBS, and he did a, a series on it. And I said, "That sounds pretty interesting. So I started talking about it, and I had another lady from here. Sun River where I live, she says, let's go do that, Dave. I'll get to get together and we'll see how many other people want to go with us. So, so we, that's how we started putting together. We found a company that would help us out. And the, uh, the company actually would make all the arrangements for us because it, it takes about 31 days to get all the way across. So that's 31 different places you have to stay. And the other thing that we didn't want to do was to carry our bags. So we which I don't,
1: pack. I don't blame you, right? That's 500 <laughs> miles, 31 days, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Our requirement was that we went to several different companies and uh, our requirement was, is that we didn't mind doing 15, 20 miles a day. which We could do that for the day pack. So, but once we got to the end of the, the day, we wanted to have our own room, our own shower, a good meal and a glass of wine. <laughs> that sounds
1: reasonable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that if you can meet those requirements then you've got our business so so we chose a, a <laughs> company that did it and in fact we've been doing several trips with them since then because they've done such a good job but uh, but but it's a it's a i can't just call it just a hike it's more of an experience is what it was yeah yeah uh, yeah it, it was really a life experience probably all the places i've hiked throughout the world and i did quite a bit of hiking when i was in the navy because of the, uh, the kind of job I had in the Navy. We went to a lot of different places and gave me an opportunity to hike wherever we went to. So, but this was probably the most, probably my best experience of all. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. a trip of a lifetime. In fact, like you kind of gathered, I would go back and do it again if, if Lil would come, come along with me. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like an amazing experience, no question about it. So you uh, you said you went about 15 to 20 miles a day. Uh, how did you hydrate during that time? Did you did you carry packs with you, or are there water stations along the way, or what does that look like?
0: Yes, yes, and yes.
1: All of the above, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: We had, we had a day pack. You carried water, usually a, usually a couple liters of water, which is all you needed. And uh, kind of the neat thing about this hike is that uh, I call it civilized hiking. About There's about 150 small villages all along the way.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: about, about every four to eight miles, you would come upon a village. And so in a the village, they always had water fountains. They always catered. They catered to all the pilgrims. They love the pilgrims, which you would almost think the opposite. Sometimes, when you're going through places like that, they really don't like the tourists, but they don't really consider you a tourist. They consider you a pilgrim, so so they're there to help you out and do whatever they need. And you'd also um, get a lot of cafes. You sit down in a cafe, and, uh, and what we would call it is the, our first task every morning was to sit down and decide. We're our first Cafe con Leche, which is coffee <laughs> with milk, <Right>. and
1: chocolate
0: <laughs> croissant. We were going to have that. The chocolate croissants are great in Spain. So. so so that was always our first our first order of business over breakfast.
1: Hey, set your goals, right? And then work hard <laughs> to achieve them.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, so you'd always pick out a town that was about four miles away, between four and six miles away, and that, that's where you're going to stop And along the way, kind of the neat thing that really made this neat over just being a hike was the people you ran into. Yeah. We probably ran into people from 100 different countries. And you just walk along, and uh, the greeting is always Buen Camino, which is good road, good Camino. And then uh, you could tell once you had a greeting with them whether or not they wanted to talk to you or not talk to you. Sure. Some don't want to, but most do. And a lot of it was they would sit there just walking along and tell you their whole life story. You would ask them, so why are you doing the Camino? You go, well, I lost my job. I had no place to go. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. A lot of what you did is you, they called it building your Camino family. Yeah. Yeah. So you would gather up people and uh, you would. Talk to them for a while. It may even be a couple hours you talk to them, and then you go on, do something else, and you may not see them for a couple of days, and then you'll see them in a cafe, or you'll have dinner with them one night. Or So at, after it was all over, you kind of built up this Camino family where you talk to all kinds of different people, and everybody had kind of a name for you.
1: I I love that in so many ways, not the least of which our mission statement at the Huntsman World Senior Games is to foster worldwide peace, health, and friendship. And I cannot help but feel that this uh, Camino de Santiago is in perfect alignment with those three principles. Kyle, do
2: you want to join us? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah actually
1: I'd love to go on a 31 day hike through the Spanish countryside
2: with chocolate croissants, with chocolate croissants? are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and, and then the, the meals at night they had what was called the uh, pilgrim's meal so what you have is a little passport and you carry this passport with you and it becomes more important than anything that you've ever had in your life and you carry this passport what it is you get it stamped every day of it could be in a hotel it could be in a church it could be wherever and they put a stamp on it that says where you were at and they put a date on it so that once you get to Santiago you can prove that you've actually done the whole camino wow. and so you have a passport and what they do is you go to a restaurant and they have a pilgrim's meal and it maybe 10 12 maybe even 15 euros which was just a little bit the euro was a little bit more than a dollar but uh you'd sit down and you'd have all the bread all the wine you could drink you have a five course meal dessert at the end and and that was it so wow but the Having all the wine we could drink, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> what an incredible experience, and uh, you know again, that ability to to not only get outside and experience nature but to do it in such a, a social way that uh, allows you, as, as you said, Dave, and I think that 's important to gather up a new family along the way, right. and I can just imagine how impactful and special that uh, might have been. You know, we've, we've talked about this uh, dramatic life experience, this amazing hike that you've been on. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. What, what would you say to somebody who's maybe interested in getting into hiking, maybe not starting with the Camino de Santiago, but just interested in getting outside and, <laughs> and experiencing the outdoors a little bit? What would you say to somebody who's kind of got a, a bent to do that?
0: I would just say get a good pair of shoes and go on walk, even if it's around the town, even if it's just in the neighborhood, but just to get out and just start seeing what it's like outside. And uh, I think Lil kind of <laughs> discovered it. Lil told me she hated hiking before, and I think she's kind of changed her mind a little bit. So
2: a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah, we've
1: talked about that a little bit. Yeah, where, uh, yeah. She's she's kind of been converted and. I, you know, again, walking and hiking is <laughs> such a great um, activity because, like you said, really all you need is a good pair of shoes, and that's it. You right. don't need any other fancy special equipment. There's other things that you can do. You can buy your day packs and your your hiking poles, and there's there's plenty that you can do. Right. But all you need to do is get a good pair of shoes and get outside and just enjoy it.
0: Right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things to do is, uh, and the other thing that I love doing is travel. And whenever we travel, that's one of my favorite things is to get up about six, seven o'clock in the morning and walk around whatever city or town we're in. Mm. And uh, I mean, just having that experience where you're just on the ground, you're watching people, talking to people, seeing things happening. And it's, uh, it's just a wonderful way to do it. And yeah. Plus, it makes you feel right. better. I love it. And, yeah, one of the other things that uh, Lil got us to do is we're doing a another Camino, which is in Portugal and Spain. We're trying to do it in September, but it kind of depends on what's going on. And sure. Yeah. There's Lil lots gave happening. us a whole bunch. Yeah. A whole bunch of ambassador shirts for right. Huntsman Games. So,
2: so they're going to be well, our ambassadors. So we're
0: going to be there promoting
1: them. <laughs> yep. Well, we hope that that is the case. And, and Dave, that's all the time that we've got to visit with you today. But thank you so much for joining us and sharing this uh, amazing experience and um, you know, giving us a little bit of encouragement to just get outside and enjoy the great outdoors. That's awesome.
0: You, you bet. And it's something that you can still do now. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No matter, social distancing does not keep you from getting outside and enjoying a good walk or a good hike. Dave, best of luck to you and all that you're working on right now. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: All right. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed it.
1: (laughs) So, Lil. Yeah. Speaking of ambassadors and the Huntsman World Senior Games... (laughs) yes i think it's worth remembering and noting that registration is open for the huntsman world senior games even in the middle of a global pandemic our hope is that by october everything has calmed down and we've got a better handle on things some people are wondering if we're planning on having the games the answer to that is at least for right now yes yeah of course of (laughs) course we're monitoring the situation but we think Mm -hmm. that it's going to be back. We're going to be back in business by October. If in the unlikely event that the games are canceled, athletes can rest assured that they're going to have the choice of either a full refund or a voucher for the 2021 games. So go ahead and hit seniorgames.net and get registered today. The dates for the 2020 games are October 5th through the 17th. And uh, we'd love to have you come and be a part of it. Absolutely. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to that podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. If you're listening by podcast, take just a minute and give us a rating and write a quick review. You can find this as well as previous shows right on our website, and that is once again seniorgames.net, so check that out. Lil, our inspirational thought for the day comes from the one and only Oprah Winfrey. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. She says, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough.
2: Oh, I love that.
1: Until next Thursday, stay active.